Welcome to the 167 Podcast, a podcast to inspire, challenge, and encourage you. Our goal is to help you live into the 167 hours of your week away from church. And now your host, Shannon Patterson. Well, hey, everybody, and welcome to episode nine of the 167 podcast. It is great to be together. I am Shannon. I get to be the lead pastor here at the Porch Community Church in Valdosta, Georgia. I'm here with my friend, our media pastor, Josh Harrell. Hey, buddy. Hey, Shannon. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us on episode nine. Hola. Hola, senor. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I can't help it. It's I'm... <laughs> uh. Since Listeners you, are going, where are we? What the heck? <laughs> it, this information is for nothing but knowing two cents about something. Um, there was a big uh, deal about Speedy Gonzales being in the new Space Jam movie. Uh-huh. And Gabriel Iglesias said this is probably the only time uh, someone who's playing Speedy Gonzales uh-huh. in Space Jam 2 is like, the only time I can outrun anybody. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, he, yeah, I get that. <laughs> Oh, dear. Well, so um, hello, listeners, now that Josh and I got that little bit out of the way. By the way, Josh is wearing a Skillet t-shirt. Favorite band. He's rocking it. Favorite yeah. band. Yeah. Um, glad you guys are here, as always. If you like what you're hearing and what, what we're doing and what we're sharing with you guys, we would love for you to like it and, and subscribe and be sure and share it because um, it just helps the, to go further because we want to produce content that's helpful to people right josh oh yeah and uh yeah yeah i had something that, that left <laughs> so what are we where are we going today um so What's, where's our gonna, journey gonna lead us so what we're going to talk about today is we're going to kind of review uh justin's message about abraham mm-hmm. and and isaac yep and going up the mountain we're going to talk about that we're going to foreshadow you're coming uh, message. I'll let you kind of uh, spill the beans on what we're talking there. For sure. But then we also just want to say a big, huge thank you to listening to last week's episode. Yeah, yes. We had, uh, when you're listening to this, it will have been, it is now our most listened to episode, so we appreciate that. And if you haven't listened to it yet, what are you waiting for? Um, it's a, It does talk about the sermon from week four. Mm-hmm. Of the gospel according to Genesis, but at the twenty-six minute mark, actually, I ch- it's twenty-nine minutes. I was a little bit off. Okay, so, so at the twenty-nine minute mark, we start talking about the current state of the UMC and uh-huh. what the future might look like, and we use and might was in air quotes uh, because <laughs> right now it's very up in the air. Yeah, yeah, and I've heard from people uh, who didn't know anything. Uh, I've heard from people who got some clarity, who kind of had an idea that things were, and then there's people that, uh, and, and have more questions. Um, I was talking to texting with one of our ministry partners last night and he said, he told me he was listening. I said, Hey, well, let me know. Cause he's been around the UMC for a long time. And I said, Hey, let me know if I said anything just completely just that's confusing to someone that might not. And he texts back. He goes, no, I'm nothing at all. I just have more questions. And I said, well, that, so do I. <laughs> so there you go. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll keep talking about this for sure uh, as things develop within the denomination, um, especially as we get closer to May and in May, which is when the virtual 
general conference is going to be convening um, and see if anything happens there. So it's episode eight yep. of the 167 podcast, and we just highly encourage you to check it out. Um, yeah, and so, and the reason we're saying this is there's, well, just go and listen to it, but there's just a lot that could possibly be in store as we move forward, but I'll reiterate what I said last week is, as the Porch Community Church, we're going to be, keep being the Porch Community Church. We're going to keep following Jesus for our community, being faithful to the gospel of Jesus Christ and making disciples. Mm-hmm. So we're going to keep doing that. And with a slight caveat, every mm-hmm. pre, or every possible outcome of the UMC could that we uh, put in that podcast could be debunked by one article coming out in between <laughs> now and when you listen to it. So just take it with a grain of salt. Yeah, well, you know, yeah. So, uh, week five of Genesis. Yeah. Um, Justin Crenshaw, our student and worship pastor, uh, brought the message on Sunday. Did a fantastic uh, job. Isn't this every parent's favorite Bible story? Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Everyone. Every parent's favorite one. Abraham t- being told by God to take his son Isaac, not the other son Ishmael, from uh, you know another wife that he. Basically, he tried to create his own miracle, um, but with his true son, uh, and go and take him up on a mountain and sacrifice him to God. Oh, my goodness, yeah. Um, I was sitting next to my daughter during the message, and I don't ever get to do that. I mean, mm-hmm. and usually, even if I'm not preaching and I'm there, uh, she might be back in porch kids or whatever, but she wanted to stay this past week and sit, so she and I sat together and um, that was one of the things we prayed about Sunday night. We always pray about what we're thankful for. And one of the things I said was that I was thankful I got to sit with her in church. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and we talked and I helped her look up Genesis 22 in her Bible and just, you know, things like that. But so as Justin's talking and the scriptures up there on the screen, I leaned over and I said, Maui, do you understand what, what is he's saying? You know, God is telling Abraham to take his one child up there and to sacrifice and (laughs) I about lost it. Mallory goes, if God said to do that, I would go. Oh, and I was like, Oh, (laughs) and then I told Drew about it last night. The three of us were sitting there. I told Drew about last night and he goes, he looked at Mallory and goes, well, that's great. Mallory. I don't know if I would. (laughs) So we Uh, get as parents. I mean, yeah. Uh, I mean, people talk about the, the faith of Abraham here, mm-hmm. and Justin touched on it. Yeah, but he was like the uh, the faith of Isaac. Like, yeah, that's incredible. Yeah, because I don't. He wasn't clueless. No, at all. Um. Yeah. There. There was a measure of faith there as well. Yeah. I mean, so. I, I. I think that's kind of the underestimate, like the story that's not told in the story. Mm-hmm. I'd be interested to see to. I know it's not there, so we'll never really know. But on this side, but it would be interesting to hear the story through his eyes. You know how they do movies, yeah, and then they'll kind of redo the story with the with a different character's point of view. Yeah, I'd like, I'd like. Yeah, that, that would version. be interesting. That would be. Um, well, I wanted to touch on something that that, uh, of course, like every single thing that we've talked about so far in the gospel according to Genesis. Um, there's a lot more we could talk about. There's a lot of directions we could go in. And uh, Justin touched on this briefly, but again, he didn't have all the time to be able to do it. But in Genesis 22, verse 1, it says, very plainly, God tested Abraham's faith. 
And I wanted to talk about that for a minute because I can imagine because I was at this place at a point in my life as, as either a, I wasn't a follower of Jesus or I was a very young follower of Jesus. And the idea that God tests us just didn't seem to sit right. Like Mm. it didn't make sense. Like why does God need to test us? Or is he waiting the outcome of the test to decide what he's going to do? It's like, well, that kind of takes away like his omniscience, you know, his all knowingness and all that. And so what's the deal about testing? Why does God need to test anybody if he's God? And, um, I would say this, um, first of all, as a, as a follower of God, as a follower of Jesus, um, as a, you could say Abraham was a follower of God. He wasn't a follower of Jesus because Jesus wasn't Jesus yet as far as on earth as we know him. He was present, but yes. <laughs> Let's not, okay, yeah. Um, but as, as a follower, uh, we're going to be tested. We shouldn't be surprised. Um, I would say this, God doesn't test us to learn if he can trust us. God tests us so that we can learn to trust him. Oh, okay. Oh, hey. Yeah. So like, yeah, it's not he's going, hey, I'm going to throw this test out there. Let's see how Josh does today. You know, is he going to get a C? Is he going to ace it? You know, is he going to have to, you know, come back and take it again? You know, did he just totally flunk this thing? No, he, God tests us so that we can learn to trust him in the test. So what God asked of Abraham it allowed, I mean, think about this. What God asked Abraham to do mm-hmm. allowed Abraham to truly see what was in his heart in regard to what he thought about God. Mm-hmm. Like, if if he was a nominal believer, if he just thought God was, okay, great, you created things, but I'm really going to do my own thing, and you're just there. When God says, take your son the one that I promised to you that you're going to be numerous and, you know, multitude of people and generations. And I want you to go and sacrifice him to me. That revealed what was in Abraham's heart regarding God. I mean, it was the true test of what was really there. And I think of times that I have been tested. I mean, I've never, (laughs) I've never been, you know, you know, tested to sacrifice, you know, like take Mallory and take her up to this mountain. But I mean, I've experienced testing. I don't, I don't know if you have some of those, uh, examples in your life. Um, one thing I, I was sitting here thinking about it and to me, my always struggle was, am I being tested or tempted? Ooh. Okay. Yeah. And then, well, I would hope that Abraham was not tempted to go and take Isaac up on the mountain and well, kill them. But I, I do understand what you're yeah, saying. And I'm just... So when I was early college, my he was the student pastor at the church that I was at, but he he wasn't really my student pastor. Um, he said, "Testing is when God gives you opportunities to be selfless and glorify Him." Mm. Tempting is when you have the opportunity to be selfish and glorify yourself. Ooh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, that's good. So for a long time, I struggled with, was it a test or attempted? So the past stuff, like when I was a lot younger, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know if it was a test or attempt because I didn't, didn't really grasp the situation. But now, sure. as a parent, I've been extremely tested 
to make sure that I don't put my children above my wife and above my relationship with God. Mm-hmm. And that's probably the biggest test I've had. And yeah, as, and, as an adult so yeah, far. Yeah. And you would even think in regard to that, actually, with Abraham, and I'm not going to, I don't have the quote exactly in front of me, but I want to say he even actually said, Do you, you mean take Ishmael? Like, can I mm-hmm. take Ishmael, not Isaac? Like, you know. Yeah. And. What's the temptation in that? God had made a promise to Abraham that he would be the father of many. Mm -hmm. It wasn't happening, so he tried to create that miracle on his own and had Ishmael. And so, I mean, that was a temptation to, I'm going to carry out the promise Mm -hmm. that God made. So, yeah, that's that's pretty good. And Yeah. yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to, I was going to share an example I can think of in my life about that test of, Mm -hmm. Of all that, so um, you want me to go there? Yeah, go there, yeah. and then I want to take it somewhere else. Okay, so the one thing I could, the one example that I could think of um, goes back to I was I'd been a believer for about a year, maybe a year and a half, and um, I felt almost immediately upon becoming a believer that I was supposed to teach. I felt a call in my life to teach, and I just assumed that meant teach school. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't have a degree in education or teaching or anything like that. I had a degree in mass comm, public relations. So I didn't, so I was like, okay, what do I do? Um, and as I was in this, I mean, really praying and trying to discern what God, and I'd never really done this before. So I was like full on, you know, in and, and just like, okay, God, I'm trusting you in this. And I had two job opportunities come, come my way. Uh, they were both in different states, so I was still in. Are you ready? I was in Oklahoma. Shocker. Yeah, I should. I wish maybe the state of Oklahoma could pay me like a, like a fee, like a tourism fee, you know. But like at the end of the podcast, yeah. like yeah, instead of the Georgia commercial. peach, yeah, just the, the Oklahoma. Uh, anyway, so I, I'm in Oklahoma, but I had a opportunity, a job opportunity in um, Kentucky, and then a job opportunity in Florida. And they were both to teach at schools. Not tennis. Not tennis. And they would both um, pay for me to get certified to teach. And so I'm trying to decide between those two. And then uh, as I'm reading in Numbers 9, Numbers as in the book of Numbers, um, I read about how the Israelites followed God and they followed the pillar of cloud by day and the fire by night. And when it set out, they set out. When it stopped, they stopped. Whether for a week or a month or however long, wherever that image, that, that representation of God's presence was, they went. And as I read that, I heard the voice of God tell me to come to Valdosta, Georgia. Mm-hmm. Now, it wasn't just out of nowhere. Like I, I, I had a friend who was moving here. And so the option was to come here for a while 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 I continued to look for a job. And I was like, no, thank you. I've got (laughs) these opportunities. No. So it wasn't just like out of any random city, but it was like, but so now before me was I felt a call to teach. I didn't have any doubt about that. Here are two opportunities to teach school And the whatever the the, uh, obstacles were to be able to be uh, certified to do that was going to be taken care of. And so in the midst of praying between those two, this other option comes. And I was like, nope. 
And then God said, go. And so I said, yes. And that I firmly, firmly believe like that God used that to teach me to trust him when things didn't all add up and make sense. Mm -hmm. And I have seen how, um, and I'm please, please do not hear me as I'm trying to prop myself up as someone who is like always completely 1000% faithful and, and you know, all that kind of thing. But I will say I can see these little like significant moments in my life since then when I just, if, if I know God has said it, I know it will come to pass and I just want to be faithful to do whatever part he wants me to play in that. Mm -hmm. So, so what I would say is that God, when God tests us, it gives us this glimpse into our own heart, which by the way, if you didn't know your heart can play tricks on you. Right. I didn't know if you ever knew that yeah, or no. not. Yeah, no, no. And there's a couple of places in Scripture actually where, where um, it points out why God's testing is important because uh, to reveal what's in it, what's really in it. Uh, in Jeremiah seventeen nine, it says, again, very plainly, the heart is a is deceitful above all things. Mm. The heart, mm -hmm. not your mind. Right. Um, the heart. And then in Proverbs 4, it says, above all else, guard your heart for everything flows from it. So it's deceitful. You better guard it because everything's going to flow out of it. You know, you got to be careful. And then in Romans 13, 14, it says, do not think about how to gratify the desires of the flesh. And of course the flesh there, it's, it's the Greek word. And it refers to that sinful state of, of human beings. Um, it's that same, you know, you talk about um, test or temptation. Mm -hmm. I mean, there it is right there. Yeah. It's like that, that desire to please self, to raise self up, to glorify self, to make oneself God. Um, it's that inherent in nature. It, it's right there. You know, it's almost like, you know, now you are the anomaly to all this because like you met Kara when you were like nine and y'all fell in love and you got married at 11 and um, I'm kind of making your ages a little bit younger, yeah. but <laughs> but I, the example I'm going to give is like you know, at times you thought I've been in love, mm -hmm. and nobody in the world could could convince you otherwise. Yeah, and then that relationship, whatever happens, it falls apart, and you realize that oh, my heart lied to me, mm -hmm. you know, and I believed it. So, um, it, what what was it one time? It was like. Uh... You're not in love, you're in lust. Oh, ouch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then and then, if you don't grow, the, if there isn't a relationship, what's there when the lust is gone? Yeah, um, nothing. Nothing. <laughs> um, that would be nothing. Yeah. So, you know, I got to say, the listeners are now just going, all right, how old really was Josh when he met Kara, and how old were they when they did get married? I don't, we, me and Kara tried to, figure out when we met, but we can't remember when we met. You both were competitive swimmer, swimmers. We were both swimmers. competitive swimmers for teams that weren't in the same town. We are from different counties. Yeah. But our coaches were best friends. So we went to all the same meets and our teams hung out. And then at one point, their hometown's pool was destroyed and they actually drove to Douglas to practice at our pool. Mm. So, and then uh, we started dating in between our ninth and 10th grade year of high school mm -hmm. and then we were engaged for our senior year and we set a date for our wedding the summer of our senior 
year after we graduated. But I needed to move it two weeks so her parents wouldn't have to sign a permission slip. <laughs> so how old were you guys when you got married? We were, she had turned 18 two weeks ago when we were both 18. <laughs> that is so awesome. So y'all, y'all have grown up together. Mm-hmm. We literally wow. have. Uh, we are different people when, than when we were started dating. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I yeah. mean, like, pe- people will always say that, but I mean, like, most of my friends have been married one or two years. July will be 11. Yeah, yeah. And it's clearly the Joshua that said I do is a different Joshua sitting in his <laughs> chair right now. <laughs> oh. Good, bad, or the other. <laughs> I I would hope that we're all moving on towards perfection. Don't so ask Kara. We're all being sanctified. Yeah, don't <laughs> ask our spouse. By the way, I did, I did uh, let Drew know that we have been um, trash talking our spouses on the podcast that they haven't listened. Um, and then you said that, yeah, Kara started listening. Yeah. She started listening. So good job, Kara. Uh, Drew, I'm not so sure. So we're going to keep throwing him under the bus and just, but but we'll just keep rolling <laughs> over him. I say, Hey, by the way, I mentioned that you're not listening. So last night I asked him, I said, Hey, have you listened to episode eight yet? He goes, no, sorry. And I said, have you listened to episode seven? N- no. Have you listened to episode one through six? No, I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing more that he would rather do than hear me talk more. Yeah. In stereo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Kristen, who's around us all the time, says it's really weird. She tries to have a conversation. She with talks us. back to her. She talks back to us, and she's like, oh, yeah, oh, they wait. can't hear me. Um, so back to the heart. Um you know, and how your heart lies to you. I was talking to a friend recently who's actually, they're going through a divorce and um, they were just like baffled by the infidelity of their spouse and just the fact that like nothing's hidden now. It's all out on the table and yet um, their, their spouse uh, is just like, it's just the heart wants what the heart wants. Like this is, I want to be with this other person and that's the way it is. And as we were talking, I said, <laughs> and I don't know if this is profound or just like folksy uh, wisdom or whatever you want to call it, but you know, there's two sayings. Um, one is follow your heart. Mm-hmm. And there's this other one that we say a lot, which is trust your gut. And so as we're sitting there talking and I'm thinking, I thought, you know what? The problem with following our heart is that we could have everything possible that God has given us to bring us fulfillment. I mean, think about the garden right there, right? We have everything possible that God's given us to bring us fulfillment, to bring us purpose, to bring us peace. And yet our heart will tell us that it is still not full. Mm. Right? Our heart tells us it's not full. But the thing about our gut, Josh. It's full of something else. Our gut will tell us when it's full. Mm -hmm. It always does. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't mean we don't, you know, have that second stomach for dessert or whatever it is. (laughs) But our our heart will lie to us and our gut usually doesn't. Mm. Um. Again, I don't know how, you know, where you want to go with that. But, you know, you you can do, actually, I wish I had done a little more background on the whole gut thing because you see that a lot actually in Scripture. And it really is talking about your inner inner 
being and that it, uh, you know, like your, your conscience, um, uh, the Holy Spirit, like that's the place where the Holy Spirit speaks, you know, that whole, whole idea. Mm-hmm. So, um, you wanted to go somewhere. Well, we've gone way off now. So, um, <laughs> one thing, uh, I wanted to bring up is in the last couple verses that Justin, um, referenced uh during the story was when uh god was saying don't touch isaac don't you put don't you harm a hair on your only son's head but he does he has another son ishmael (laughs) Uh so i'm i'm betting i'm not the only one curious is there any backstory like i i know you could probably give a quick and dirty about how ishmael exists and we referenced it a little bit yeah. Is there anything about him outside of, like, what happens to him after that story? Yeah. Like, is there any... Oh, yeah. Well, he ends up, goes on, and he has a clan and a group of people, and, and, and there are people today in 2021 who their lineage goes back to Ishmael. I mean, you can... I think we've already said this a few times already, but you you look at some of the problems in the Middle East, and mm-hmm. it goes back to this. Yeah. Um, there's actually this coming Sunday, uh, I will be talking about Isaac and his sons, mm-hmm. Jacob and Esau, and some of their conflict. And um, Jacob actually ends up, uh, because of a lot of, bad decisions and broken relationships and he's kind of puts up these boundaries with people, which I'm going to go all into this coming Sunday. Um, when he has the opportunity to reunite with his, his own family, he doesn't because mm-hmm. he's broken relationships right. with them. He ends up actually kind of reconnecting with, um, some descendants of Ishmael. Oh, okay. And so, um, you know, when God says that, um, you know, I, of course, there's that. There's the correlation between you know Abraham and Isaac, and then God and and mm-hmm. and Jesus, the Son, yeah, the one and, and only Son. And God was specifically referencing the only Son of the fulfillment of the, covenant. the promise, right? Yeah, right. So I know that, but right. then there were some like there are some people going, "Well, he has another Son, yeah. and God's talking about his only Son." I'm like, "Well, let's try to give that a little bit more context." Well, and I think I've, I've yeah, said it which, today is, yeah. is Abraham tried to create. The miracle that mm-hmm. God promised yep. to him, he tried to he tried to fulfill the promise that God said, "I will fulfill, I will do this." Mm-hmm. Um, and so then, let's just come back around to it. Why did God test Abraham? Well, Abraham has already proven that he didn't quite one thousand percent trust God because mm-hmm. he had had he took it he took another wife ways. and had another kid. Yeah, yeah, to try and fulfill that promise. So, so there's a lot. Um, to that. So, um, you know, God tests Abram so that Abram, Abraham, God tests Abraham so that Abraham would see what was in his own heart. Did he love God? Did he believe God? Uh, at this point now he finds out, yes, he does. So Mm -hmm. what happens then, of course, is that God provides the sacrifice. God provides as he said he would, you know, maybe it's like a, um, Abraham had kind of failed by having Ishmael, not trusting God. So this was like God saying, okay, do you trust me now? You know, mm-hmm. so he does, he's ready to take Isaac's life and God stops him, provides the sacrifice. And he, you know, 
this is in the lineage, so God provides the sacrifice for you and me. It comes down to Jesus um, in that whole lineage. So, yeah. So, yeah, that's what I was going to say about Abraham and, and testing that I thought was really interesting, and I know that we could have probably gone into um, you know, time permitting on Sunday a little bit. but Oh, yeah, yeah, for to, sure. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was really good. Um and I, I thought it was interesting that the translation that Justin used, uh, the angel of the Lord says, uh, it shows you've shown that you fear God. Mm-hmm. And I, I thought it was, and me having the Baptist background that I did, mm-hmm. fearing God is a major thing. Yeah. And then in, in our church, the love of God is a major thing and the grace of God is mm-hmm. a major thing. Yeah. Not so much in the Baptist background. So... So when it said fear, it really struck a chord with me. And, and I was like, I wonder why that translation uses that specifically. Mm-hmm. Well, and I, I would have to look at, but, you know, you could also say that it means reverence. It's, yeah. it's the understanding that he is God, mm-hmm. you are not. Well, and, and I've also had to grow in my understanding of what biblical fear and my fleshly understanding of fear mm-hmm. is. And it's two different things. Totally. Like... Like, Abraham wasn't as scared of God as I am of snakes. <laughs> or clowns. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> clowns. Clowns are creepy. You watch the movie It Too Young, you're never going to trust You know, I've never again. seen the movie. Never seen it. I'm And I'm not talking about the new one that came out a couple years ago. Yeah. I'm talking about, like, the 1980s no, I never saw it. TV yeah. movie with, the with like, John Ritter and the guy. And oh, wow. Tom Boy. Tom Boy. John Boy from the Waltons. Oh, yes. They they were like the two adult leads in that in the TV movie. Oh, wow. So that's the one I'm talking about. You know, and I used to read like a lot of Stephen King, lot, and I never read it. I no? haven't read it either. Yeah, I mean, I know the premise, but yeah, yeah, never never read it. So so I don't have a a strange thing about clowns, but yeah. I do like to send creepy clown uh gifs to my uh sister. Gifs. It's a GIF. The guy that created it, it's GIF. Well, I'll get you a GIF on your birthday. Okay. We're talking about those little animated things that you can send to people, you know, in your texts. So, <laughs> and the creator of it calls it and pronounces it as a GIF. He can be wrong. So, there's the debate for today. There's people driving down the road going, what? It's a GIF. What are you talking about, Shannon? So, anyway, I sent a GIF. I like to send the little scary... Um, clown things to my sister late at night so she'll see it on her phone and then she'll text me and be like stop it so yeah. i like to do that um but yeah so, so i just had to <laughs> wow where did we go with that so it, it really stood out to me that um the word fear was used there mm-hmm. and um it was just it was very like and like you said i read that now as reverence and mm-hmm. respect right like because one of the biggest things you can do to someone on earth is completely respect them. Mm. You know? Yeah. And you have the reverence for them. Mm-hmm. So so um, that's where it was interesting that they chose fear instead of love or yeah. trust. I thought that, that was interesting. That they used that word. Yeah. yeah. And we're going to be doing this. Um, we're going to be continuing to walk through Genesis up until... Um, Holy Week, which will be 
Palm Sunday starts it, and that will be on uh, March 28th. So we've got uh, two more weeks of the Gospel according to Genesis. Oh, wow. I know. I, th- I thought we had several more. <laughs> nope, just two more. Okay. And then... Um, and then so this we'll coming week, we're talk, which you already said, we're talking about Jacob and Esau. Yes. And shit, let's talk about two brothers going, like, you thought the Hatfields and McCoys. <laughs> yeah. It was interesting. Yeah, so this coming Sunday, uh, we're going to be talking about the life of Jacob. And it starts starts around Genesis 25, but I will say this for, for podcast listeners, that's you guys, duh. Um, if you like to kind of read ahead and kind of get a grasp for where we're going, I highly encourage you to read like Genesis 25 to like Genesis chapter 30, 31 to really get it because... There's a lot in there. We're going to kind of hit some some points in Jacob's life. And, of course, the study guide will be up Sunday yeah. morning as but it's this always is available. A, this is a very meaty story. It is. And so I'm sure our podcast next week will cover what we're not able to mm-hmm. really get to in the message. But I do want to say this about this coming Sunday's message. And it's one of those I wish I wish we could, like, tell every single person. But we just hope they'll hear the podcast. Yeah. Um, I really want our people, I want to prepare them. I want I want listeners, I want you to pray about who you can invite to come with you if you're coming to worship or to watch with you if you're watching or to, or for them to watch later. But mostly I just, I want you to be prepared, each of us, to examine our conscience, our soul for, for any broken relationships that are in our life right now, that we're living in right now, that we have not dealt with, that we have maybe set up some unnecessary boundaries because of that brokenness, and they don't need to be there. Mm -hmm. We just haven't wanted to deal with it. We haven't wanted to face it. And now sometimes boundaries are good. I will say that. Sometimes boundaries are needed. But often we, we create boundaries because we're just unwilling to deal with a situation. We don't want to own it. We don't want to face it. So we break a relationship. We break a connection. And we put up this boundary. Now, mm-hmm. if a relationship is toxic or harmful or abusive, you know, you just build a big old boundary. Go for it. Right. But if it's just uncomfortable or unpleasant or you just don't like it, a boundary is not the way to go. Broken relationships will lead to more broken relationships if we don't learn how to navigate through them. Mm-hmm. And we see this in the life of Jacob. We see it. And so we need to be people who can choose humility and confess and repent and seek forgiveness and offer forgiveness, love like Jesus. And so I just, I am praying that those who need to hear this will hear this message this Sunday. Um, so March 14th, gospel according to Genesis, you know, tune in, watch, be here, listen, share, invite. Um, I have personally been very, very challenged in, uh, working on this message. Mm. So, and the God revealing broken relationships and these invisible boundaries that I've put up. Yeah. Um, that don't so need to be so where the spirit's going to step on some toes, so we need to wear some steel toes. <laughs> sure, yeah, something, something like that. Uh, I did want to mention something about Holy Week. Yeah, so uh, Palm Sunday is twenty eighth. Yep. Easter is April fourth. It is. It's coming. And so, so yeah. 
And so we're rolling information out about this mm-hmm. on Sunday, but yeah, for our podcast listeners, we're gonna roll. We're, we're gonna, gonna roll out a little bit. Yeah, we're gonna roll out a little bit for them right yeah, now. Yeah, I think we've got some great things planned um, for our community. We, as a staff, we. Uh, you know, we meet on Mondays right. and usually, and um, I asked the staff to, hey, come come to staff meeting and, and come with some ideas that are focused uh, kind of in three, you know, upward, like, you know, worship, you mm-hmm. know, how we can, how can we worship God, praise God, let's, let's come to the table with some ideas for how we can do things upward, how we can do things outward for our community, and how we can do some things inward. And so... Um, you know, worship, prayer, upward, outward, you know, focused on others, inward, strengthening our community inside, and also then personally, you know, our personal growth. So so for our listeners, I guess we'll give, you know, kind of the, the first scoop. Um, we've got several opportunities for worship and prayer together mm-hmm. that I think are going to be really, really cool. Um, I'll give out one one thing. Okay. Um, so the Sunday before Easter, Palm Sunday, uh, we, we've done this for a while. The Sunday, um, I guess it's usually the Sunday before Christmas. Mm -hmm. We usually, we do like kind of an all music, you know, with some scripture, maybe a couple of, uh, really, uh, impactful video type things, but we've done like a very music centered service. Mm -hmm. We're going to do that this year. So Sweet. on Palm Sunday, we're going to have that opportunity, um, which I think is going to be cool. And we actually have a special guest who's going to be here that day who's going to be sharing. I'm excited. Um, for a couple of minutes, just doing a, a kind of a sharing about what's going on in their life and in their ministry. Mm-hmm. And uh, he is known and loved and beloved by many, many of us. So he's going to be here on on March 28th. I am too. Um and then, gosh, I want to share all the things. Well, should we? I mean, we could spill some beans. We can spill some beans. Uh, like, I'm you're ex- you're the guy in charge of the information, so you know you. Well, you I, give... I, I don't have to have a graphic ready for this because there's no graphics for a podcast. So, oh, that's true. <laughs> that's why you're like, no, you can't mention it. Yeah, don't mention it yet. Don't we don't have, have the graphic a, done. <laughs> um, no, but like, I'm excited to talk about some things coming back on Easter. Oh, heck yeah. So, so yeah, and this is also, a, I would say, put this in the upward category as well. Um, but on Easter Sunday, we are resuming communion. Yay! Yes! Um, we have not had communion, I, I don't know when the last time we had it. It would um, have been March, March 13th was the last Sunday before COVID. So then March 6th would yep, have been, would the, have last been the last communion, communion. we've had. Um, 2020 at 2020. Yes. Because, so, yeah, it's yeah, been that's true. like it's March 6th today. Today's the 9th. Okay. So, Oh, we gave away the date, whatever, <laughs> but a, it's been over a year since we've been able to participate in communion as a church. Goodness gracious. That's weird. That's really weird. Um, in some ways it seems like a long, long time ago. In other ways it seems like it was just a few weeks. But so yeah, we're gonna resume communion on Easter Sunday and we have got a wonderful way, so I just wanna make this clear, to share communion together that is safe and still meaningful. Um and that does not involve the little as I call them, lunchables. 
<laughs> those little little tiny little packets of the really stale wafer. Styrofoam and, the, and juice. Yeah, styrofoam and a droplet of juice. We're not doing those, but we do have a wonderful way to share communion in a, in a safe that. manner. We'll ha- yeah, you'll have to come and see that. Yeah, I'll have to share that. So I'm I'm very um, excited to be sharing communion on Easter Sunday, and we'll do that at all three services. Mm-hmm. Um, we're having a sunrise service, seven a.m. Seven a.m. Outside, outside, weather permitting. Yep. And then we've got a service at nine. Nine. So that changes a little bit from a normal 9.30 time. Mm-hmm. And then uh, 11 o'clock. So. As usual. And then we've got something really cool planned in between the 9 and yep. 11. Do we be, See, I don't know, Josh. Do we let everybody uh, know? I think we're going to hold on to that. I think we should tell people because I think we should honor our podcast listeners. Do it. With, with information. Do it. All right. So let's 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 tell them everything. Everything? Yeah. Oh, we're spilling it all. And, and Ooh, okay, and if, cool. Okay. And, and if they listen to the podcast, they'll go. They'll watch the announcements. And go. I knew that. I knew, I that. knew that. I knew that. I knew about that. Okay. Well, so let's do, do it. All right. So uh, do we March twenty eighth, Palm Sunday? About the special guest? Yeah. Or are you just spilling the beans about Easter? No, let's 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 okay, go the so, whole kit and caboodle. Well, okay, cool. Now, so March, so the special guest we're only referencing at least this week on the podcast. So if you know it, it's because you listened. Oh yes. So March twenty eighth, Palm Sunday. Um, that's the Sunday leading before Easter. You know, traditionally that's when we celebrate Jesus's triumphant. Uh, entry into Jerusalem before everything sets into motion. So we're going to have a, a primarily a worship uh, mm-hmm. music time. We'll have, but uh, our very good friend and uh, my mentor, uh, Bob Moon, Woo-hoo! the Dr. Bob, Doc, Reverend Dr. Bob Moon will be here. Uh, he's currently um, with the Methodist Home out of Macon, and he gets to go around and visit churches and talk about the amazing uh, ministry that they have in helping uh, kids um, who've come out of some troubled homes and mm-hmm. some all those, and it's just going to be, and he's going to be here to share just for a little bit and tell a little bit about the Methodist home, but uh, also to share a a Palm Sunday message with us. So that's going to be cool. And um, we talk about upward and outward and inward. One of the things we're going to do that day is we're going to we're going to actually receive a special offering mm-hmm. for the Methodist Home um, to help in that ministry and help uh, lead kids to to know Jesus. Um, but here's the other. Can I say the other really cool thing that we're doing on Palm Sunday? If it, yeah. Okay. Uh, wow. I feel like oh goodness gracious. Okay. So our kids pastor Kristen had this fantastic idea. That when you go and read in Scripture about the triumphant, triumphal entry of Jesus riding in on the donkey, everyone's waving palm branches, right? Mm-hmm. So we're going to do that. Yep. Uh, we did it. No. No, we, we have didn't. not. We have not. <laughs> we had a plan to do it last Th- year. This is, so we've been in church for... 20 months. 20 months. July will be two years. Uh-huh. We have not had an Easter to... Together. No, this is our first Palm Sunday together. Yeah. I mean, we have we, we have been together, but yeah. not the whole church. Yeah. So, uh, Palm Sunday and and Easter were both online only and pre recorded services. That's right. So we have we have not done as the Porch Community Church. Yeah. We have not done an Easter service on Easter yet. Yeah. So. 
So anyway, this, so this so this Palm Sunday, we're gonna have palms for the kids to come and wave and walk through. But this is the cool thing because we were like, all right, that's great for worship and opportunity for our kids. But um, here's another way outward we can bless those in our community. You know, we are a ministry partner with a ministry called Living Bridges. We mm-hmm. have kind of gone in. 100% we're like, this is our community partner. We are going to be there for them and with them financially, boots on the ground, you right. know, hands and feet yeah. of Jesus. Well, Kristen said, hey, you know, this is that time of year, spring, you know, um, people are putting away their winter clothes and getting out their, you know, in South Georgia, summer clothes. Um, you know, parents are going through and going, okay, well, you know, th- this coat's not going to fit junior next year, so we can give it away, sell it, whatever. Well, in Scripture, when Jesus rode in to Jerusalem, people didn't just wave palm branches. They also threw their cloaks, their garments on the ground, and it was a way of showing that Jesus was royalty and, like, like they didn't even want him to touch the ground. It's kind of right. like the rolling out the red carpet. Right. That was the red carpet of the day. So the idea is, is for you, us, porch people, por- you know, podcast listeners, for us to bring our coats and jackets and uh, things that we don't need any longer, mm-hmm. um, that maybe we were going to give away or whatever, and let's put them on the ground as our kids walk through the auditorium and wave those palm branches. Mm-hmm. So, And then we're going to collect all those coats, and we're going to donate them to Living Bridges uh, for next winter when it gets cold again. How awesome is that? That's, that's so cool. That's I'm a cool way so to do a excited. It's going to be really, really, really cool. I'm super stoked about that. Um, so Bob's going to be here. We're going to have a time of worship. Uh, we're going to be doing something for our community. We're going to be doing a special offering for the Methodist Home uh, for children and youth. Yeah? So does the 28th, does Palm Sunday officially start Holy Week, or is it the next day, like Monday? Um, it starts, the, it starts Holy Week. It okay. begins what's going on. Yeah. So, so that's a great kickoff to Holy Week. Oh yeah, so, for sure. Yeah. And then we got a few more things to sprinkle, uh-huh. not sprinkle. They're big things uh-huh. throughout the week. So what are they? Um, well, so another opportunity, uh, I would say upward is, uh, Tuesday night of Holy Week. I think that is March 31st. No. 30th. Hold on. Yeah, March 30th. Uh, we're yes. going to be doing a uh, a night of worship together, and that's going to be a time of more like contemplation, a little bit much more chill, more yeah. uh, acoustic, you know, just come together and just have a time of um, prayer not and worship. Acoustic. Yeah, it might not be acoustic. That's right, because Justin yeah. was mentioning. So, but it's just a, a a more contemplative time, a little more free. They'll we'll have prayer stations, um, you know, opportunities to maybe pray the stations of the cross, or you know, kind of like, like this is where you know this is what happened on this day. This is where Jesus was in the garden, or this you know all these places. So that's going to be really a great opportunity to get together. Um, what else do we have going on? Uh, we're gonna do podcast list. If you like the podcast. You can get one every day that week. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. And and we're going to be doing the stations. Yep. Is that right? Yep. We're going to talk about the stations of the cross and mm-hmm. 
and, and do that together. So that will be very cool. And we're going to have some other special things, yeah. posting and, and, and music-wise and, and things like that. So that's going to be great. Um, Saturday, the day before Easter. April 3rd. Yep. So this is another, This is I would guess kind of call this an inward type deal. Yeah. But uh, we're going to have a spring cleaning day here at the church. And mm-hmm. so we're inviting people to come and uh, just show like 9 to noon, come, you know, we'll do some outside work, some inside work, just do some spring cleaning, sprucing up, getting everything ready for Easter celebration and just to, you know, be together uh, again. Yep. I think that's, just, I always love those opportunities just to come together for a couple of hours and you just get to talk to people and visit with that normally you just, you know, say Don't. hi to yep. or... You know, and it's just like you end up just chatting, and it's just good. Well, um, and then you end up being able to interact with people that are, like, let's say you go to 11, but yeah, you get to interact yeah. with people that only do 9.30. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a... And I'll tell you one of my favorite, favorite things to do. I love this, and it probably makes me a weirder. I don't know. Maybe it makes me perfect for what I do for my job. I love to introduce people that, like, they know of each other, but they've never talked and it's like like the three of us are like pulling weeds together or something. And I'm like, hey, have you met so-and-so? And they're like, no, we've never actually really met. And then, and before you know it, they're talking and they're, every, you know, they know someone that knows. And like, it's just really cool to see these relationships start to form, mm-hmm. you know, and that's, yeah. that's one of my passions. Mm-hmm. And I think, I don't know, that's, that's something that's just really important to me to see that in other people. So I love those opportunities. So that'll be on... Saturday, April 3rd, Um, and then on Easter Sunday, we're excited. So we said we're having our sunrise service at 7. I think the sun is supposed to rise at like 7.12 or 7.15, so that's cool. If you believe the Farmer's Almanac. Yeah, according to the Farmer's Almanac. So that's cool because we'll get together, and it'll just the sun will just be creeping up, and then we'll be together in worship, um, hopefully outside, um, and have that that service. So listen, if, if you're not keen on coming back indoors yet, and I understand that, I know there's still many of you that are just not ready to do that. Um, that's a perfect service for you to come to, cause we'll be outdoors and, uh, you can still wear your mask if you want to, and, and we'll have a, a short, uh, service together. So we're going to do that nine o'clock, uh, service. And then at 10.15, so after the 9 o'clock service, but before the 11 o'clock service, at 10.15, we're having an Easter egg hunt out here on our property for porch kids and those that you invite and friends and whomever wants to come and be a part of it. It's going to be really, really, really fun. So it's going to be just a great, great week of leading up to, to celebrating the risen Jesus. So I'm super Super looking forward to all of that. So we really, we did spill the beans. So, yeah. And I think there's even a couple other things that we've just uh, forgotten. We'll have to go look at the board. I know. Yeah, there's, we wrote it all on the whiteboard, so I don't know. And we'll, and we'll go, man, we should have mentioned that. Should have, yeah. Actually, I made a post earlier, and I think what we were brainstorming is on the back, is in the background of the picture I posted <laughs> of Janice and Kristen. Oh, um, that's funny. So I don't know. Josh is now looking it up. I so. Um, so I wanted to do one more thing. Do we have time, Josh? We always have time. Do we? <laughs> People are going, no, you don't. Are, are you done? Please, no, they would have turned us off. Yeah. They always have the option. Yep. They so, always have the option. So, yeah. So if you're listening to this the week that it comes out. Yes. Yeah, so March. It, you any, said it was the 9th today? If you, yeah. So March 11th through March 13th. Yeah. Uh, there's a two-day two window there. Yeah. So if you're listening this week, Sunday. 
Sunday is spring forward. Yay. Everybody's favorite Sunday. So excited. So I do like it though when it's um the sun stays up longer in the in the summertime. It takes too long to get used to it. It does. It does. And I always feel kind of fluey a couple of days. Yeah. And so now I'm gonna be like, Oh, do I have COVID? Oh no. I hope I don't have it again. Yeah. It seems to have like it takes my it takes the hardest part, it wasn't a big deal when I when I didn't have kids. Yeah, as I said, but when you have children, when you have children, it's like it's it messes a whole with sleep schedules. Other ball of wax. And yeah, that's annoying. Well, listen, I looked up some tidbits about okay. daylight savings that I think are pretty interesting. Some of them I already knew, and some I didn't. All right, well, but I thought it'd be cool to share. So I, I want you to hold yours for the end, okay? Because it could make all of what I'm about to tell you it could null and void. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, um, first and foremost, I don't know if you shop at the WalMarts, um, but you shouldn't. You should just when you go, it should just be the Wal- Walmart, like singular. Mm. It's daylight saving time, not daylight savings. I didn't so, know. So, so the official term is it's daylight saving time. Um, but don't feel bad if you thought there was an S on there because far more people Google the incorrect phrase than the correct one. So, which is grammatically correct. Well, you are, you're saving daylight. You're not saving daylight. So it's like, which is the participle and which is the, whatever. I don't know that stuff. So, (laughs) um, daylight saving time began in 1918, uh, for us here in the U S, uh, in world war one, we started practicing this as a, a way to save electricity, and um, and most countries, like after World War One was over, they stopped doing daylight savings. So basically, it's like, hey, start the day later, so you're not having to, you know, run power and you know do yeah. things. So you can use the daylight. Um, then in I didn't know this in 1974, daylight saving time was imposed. Um, again, to save energy in the winter months because there was a big oil embargo going on and blah, 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 blah. So. Okay, so the U.S. after World War One stopped it themselves. Mm-hmm. Yep. And didn't pick it back up until 1974. Correct. And wasn't Jimmy Carter the president then? Uh, 74. It might have been Ford. Uh, okay. I can't remember. Or was... I mean, Carter was the president during the... Gas shortage, if that's the energy He was. Crisis. It might, yeah, I can't remember when 74 landed. I don't know. That's, I don't know. That's beside the point. Yeah. It's just So I think there's, yeah. But um, this is interesting. Uh, so a study published in 2015 found that the start of daylight saving time in the spring is, there is, here's a, here's a pro for it. Okay. They see a drop in robberies. Did it say why? I don't know, because the sun's out. I don't know. Sun's, sun's out, guns sun's in. Out, guns in. <laughs> I don't know how that goes. Um, that is not what my tank top says. <laughs> oh, wow. Speaking of, the guy that was listening, I'm going to say his name, because we do shout-outs, right? Yeah. yeah. So Steve Brooks, uh-huh. so he was the one listening to the podcast last night that texted me and told me, and he goes, hey, you just you just called out Beastie Boys. Good job. And I was like, you're welcome. So Steve Brooks, thanks for listening. Um, we're glad you did. So, so we've done a license to ill, and now I don't know. Guns out. I know it from Suns out. Guns from uh, Twenty One Jump Street. Oh, geez. Okay. So, um, yeah. Oh, 
did you know that the candy industry, candy, yes, candy, the sugary treats, they lobbied big time for the extension of daylight savings. So, you know, when we fall back, norm, it used to be the last weekend in October, but that often coincided with um, Halloween. Mm-hmm. And so it got darker so earlier. So have longer Yes. Halloween. So the candy industry lobbied, lobbied, lobbied. So now we don't fall back until November. So they Whoa, they got it. So that. the law extended daylight savings into November, and that went into effect in 2007. Wow, so, I, I didn't know. know that. I didn't yeah. know it changed in my lifetime. Yeah. Now here's a if anyone wants to use this as their excuse, go for it. But researchers report that there is a two percent decrease in scores when the SAT tests are administering uh, administered after daylight saving time. So like. Like if you take your your test in April, that there's a two percent decrease overall in the score. So you can blame it on daylight saving time if you want to. Blame it on the. Brain. So that's another con. But here's a pro. That's a good one. I love some Millie Vanilli. Even <laughs> yeah, uh, daylight saving time reduces car crashes and pedestrian strikes, lethal car crashes. So uh, there's another study that said that um, if if we were to observe daylight saving time year round. It would annually prevent about 195 uh, vehicular deaths and about 171 pedestrian fatalities because it's lighter later. So people are, I guess, more visible, you know? Yeah. I'm trying to think how many that would actually do, like, as a percent-wise versus how many are actually done through the year. I don't know. It's, like, less than half a percent. Yeah. Well, but that's 109. Those are people. Oh, I know. I know. Come on now. I know. I'm just. (laughs) Um, There's a whole lot of scrolling online during the work hours. It increases significantly the first Monday after daylight saving time begins in the spring. Well, that is Um, the Mondayest Monday of them all. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. They attribute it to the increase of lack of sleep and thus a lack of focus and motivation. So there's just a whole lot of. Whole lot of online. It's the most cruising. Of them yeah. All. So, or if you're Stanley, then you would just do a lot of crossword puzzles. That's an office reference. I don't watch the office. I know you're a weirdo. Um, this no, is... I'm not. There's more of me than <laughs> we. Are, we are a quiet mi- minority, but we are there. Well, you're missing out. Um, here's a here's a con to daylight saving time: cluster headaches. Or headaches that cluster on one side of a person's head increase during the transitions into and out of daylight saving time. I just assumed it was because allergy headaches. I mean, but yeah, well, in the South it is because you know everything's covered in yellow. So. Yeah, I had a I had a silver truck at one point. Now it's yellow. <laughs> Here's I think one of the coolest things about daylight saving. This is really cool to me. In September of '99. Daylight saving time helped prevent a terrorist bombing in the West Bank. So here we go, Ishmael. Yeah. Yeah, here we go, Isaac and Ishmael. When the West Bank terrorists failed to realize that Israel had switched back to standard time, the bombs that they had set exploded an hour too early and it killed three terrorists instead of the intended victims. That's... So that's, yeah, I don't know. That's just crazy. So there's our daylight saving time. But here's the thing. All of that information, and here's the deal. I did not know this information. 
This is straight from Joshua Harrell. I'm sure it is 100,000% accurate. Eh, we'll see. And he's about to just blow your minds, listeners. Okay, so in the state of Georgia, so apparently what if you are on standard time or daylight saving time, it is up to the state. Yes. So the... It's not a national thing except during like wartime. That, yeah. yeah, you're correct. So there are some states that are always on standard time. Arizona is one. Hawaii is another one. Aloha. And some random counties in either Iowa or Indiana. I don't, I don't remember. Indiana. Okay, Indiana. Yep. Well, last Friday, early March, if you're listening later, the Senate of the Georgia um, Congress... Voted mm-hmm. to put us on standard time last Friday. Now, so standard time would be the time we're currently on. Right now, okay. before March 14th, okay. is standard time. Well, so what that means is if Governor Kemp signs it into law before Sunday, uh-huh. we would stay on this time and we would not... Go forward an hour. What? So we might. So we might not have daylight saving time. We might. This odds are he's not going to sign it this late into the game. Yeah. But he could, and we could huh. not have daylight savings time, and we would technically be an hour behind the rest of the Eastern Seaboard. Yeah. That's just at. That would be weird for like television shows and everything. Oh yeah, all your prime time would start at seven. Which, by the way, you and I, when I lived in Oklahoma. Oh okay, Oklahoma. <laughs> that was always the norm. It's like everything was at seven or whatever. You know, everything started at seven. So. Yeah. So so Kemp's got to sign this thing if if it, that's gonna happen. So I'm trying to read this right now. Um, it's got to be signed before March 14th. Yeah. Um. Wow. So. I mean, I don't think he's going to sign it. And it says if the bill passes after daylight saving time has begun, it will not go into effect until October 2021 right. when daylight saving time ends. So then we would just go to that time and stay there. And and that's what I'm expecting to happen. Wow. Like, yeah. I'm expecting him to just wait until the Monday after and let this be our last daylight saving time if he's going to sign it. I don't know. He might not. Yeah. I don't, I don't know how I feel about that. Now, here is interesting. Mm-hmm. States can choose to go to standard time continually, mm-hmm. but it has to be approved federally for them to stay on daylight saving time. Really? Mm-hmm. Did not know that. Yep. So you have to get a federal congressional approval hmm. to be stay on daylight saving time. To do time. that. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. I don't know why states can go to standard and not stay at daylight saving time, but that's, that's the, it's weird. That's the way it is. Yep. And that's the way the cookie crumbles. Mm-hmm. So... Um, well, I think we have covered the wide uh, range of information of whatever today. So, listeners, we sure do appreciate you guys so much. And as always, like, share, and um, let us know if there's a topic or conversation that you want us to cover, maybe answer some questions. I think we need to plan a Q&A um, podcast episode that'll be fun um sometime soon soon, so but we need to get our folks to let us know so yep we appreciate you guys and i look forward to seeing you soon and 
talking to you soon. So have a wonderful week. See you, bye. See ya! You've been listening to the 167 Podcast. Join us next time for more insights to inspire, challenge, and encourage to help you live into the remaining 167 hours of your week.